Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. And we want to go to 1 Timothy 4 tonight. And we're going to continue with what we've been on on Wednesday nights. Uh, what has your attention? And I was seeking the Lord and asking the Lord if I needed to move away from this. And, and He really kept me right where we're at. And uh, the Lord had said to us, if you'll remember, that 2020 would be a year of decision. And He said it would be a year when a stand would have to be made. Well, I mean, whether or not you see that, I mean... Uh, we've had to stand in faith. We've had to make a decision to be in faith about not just the situations going on in the world. Uh, and, th- and that's where it's going on. It's going on in the world. It's all good in the household of faith. Amen. But you got to make a decision. And he said those that will stand for the word and the principles in the word will find themselves more and more at odds with the world and the world system. See, the world system is obviously different than the kingdom system. And when you start operating in the word system, you find yourself at odds with the kingdom system. The world system says you have to do this. You have to be afraid. You have to be worried. You have to be concerned. The kingdom system says don't be anxious about anything. Take no thought saying. Right? In not one thing. Remember what Paul said? He said, in nothing being terrified of your adversary. Which, and, it's, and he went on to say, which is an evident token of their destruction. Amen. When the enemy tries to make you afraid of something and you just won't be afraid, it's evidence to him he's whooped. Because I can't make him afraid. But the, the world system is designed to produce fear. Well, they could lay me off, or they couldn't. Well, we could go under, or over. Right? Well, it could get worse, or better. Now, people, there are people that will say, well, that's just positive thinking. Exactly, Bible thinking. There's no negative thinking in the Bible. There's only positive thinking in the Bible. Amen. Either you believe you can lose or you believe you can't. It's up to you. Whichever one you believe, that's what you can do. If you believe you can lose, you can. If you believe you can't lose, you won't. It's, it's, it comes down to what do I believe? Amen. Well, what if this happens? Well, do you believe it can? Then I'd be concerned. But if you believe it can't happen and you believe it can't happen, it can't happen. Brother Hagin used to say this, if you believe right or you believe wrong, you got it. It's up to you. Amen. So he went on and said, there will come, if you can imagine, an even greater divide between what's right and wrong. As the world continues, notice, to give heed to lying spirits and doctrines of devils. The decision to stand for truth and what is right is what will make the difference. The decision, that's a key word for what we're going to talk about tonight. The decision i got to make a decision to stand for the truth and what is right. 1 Timothy 4.1, Paul said, 
Now, the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter days, some shall depart from the faith. Now, this is important. He says something is going to happen that will cause some to abandon the faith. And, and, and this, of course, can be the faith that you have in the Word, but this, in its perfect context, is talking about the Christian faith. What we as Christians believe, that in the latter days, some will depart from the faith. Something will happen. They will, they will take a turn that's so drastic, they'll leave the faith. He says, why? Giving heed to, do, to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisies, having their consciences seared with hot irons. So he says that they will, they will give heed to these seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. They'll depart from the faith and they'll end up teaching hypocrisy because their consciences will be seared. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Do you see this? The words giving heed, I'm not going to take a long time on this because we went over it in every service. It means to bring near or to attach yourself to or turn your mind to it. So he says they turn their mind towards these seducing spirits and doctrines of devils and what it caused was their departure from the faith. They became hypocrites and their consciences became seared. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Giving heed to something is something that I willingly do. Notice what it says. I've got to turn my mind to it. I have to attach myself to it. What you think on, you choose to think on. What you give your attention to, you choose to give your attention to it. Hmm. Amen? The Phillips translation says they allow themselves to be spiritually seduced. The New English says they give their minds to doctrines inspired by devils. The Jerusalem Bible says, notice, they choose to listen to deceitful spirits. So they allow themselves, they give their minds, they choose to listen. They choose to listen. I've had people come to me with different books and different things that may be full of doubt and unbelief or whatever, and they'll say, have you ever read this book? And I said, no, I choose not to. Yeah, but it's, 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 it's written by a Christian, doesn't matter. If I choose to listen or read or watch something that I know goes contrary to the scripture, then I'm in danger of being seduced. I'm in danger of being lied to, and I'm in danger of believing it. That's right. yes, sir. That's right. What's the easiest way to make sure you never get bit by a shark? Don't ever be where sharks are. And I promise you, you will never get bit by a shark. Amen? People get mad at the shark, and, and, and the shark's just doing what sharks do. The devil just does what the devil does. What's the easiest way to not be seduced by the devil and doctrines of devils? Don't be where they're at. Don't give your mind to it. Amen? Hallelujah. Oh, boy, that was worth combing your hair and coming to church for. Paul says they would be deceived because they allowed, they gave their minds, they chose to listen to the wrong teaching. That applies to anything you're listening to. 
If I choose to do it, it can deceive me. Hallelujah. So be selective about what you hold your mind toward. What you give your attention to. Because there's things I don't need to bring near me. There's things I don't need to turn my mind to. Because if I have to turn my mind to something, I had to turn it away from something. To, 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 to turn to a lie, I have to turn from the truth. To turn to doubt, I've got to turn from faith. That's why scripture tells us in the book of Hebrews that I am supposed to look unto Jesus who is the author and the finisher of my faith. And it says to do that and to keep my confession where it needs to be because he is faithful who promised and he said I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you until the end of the age. You keep your focus on what the truth says and not what the lie says because the lie produces destruction but the truth produces life. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. Mm. Look at James chapter 1. James chapter 1. I'll tell you what, I was, I was like a little school kid at, church, at home. I couldn't wait to get to church tonight. Ooh, glory. James chapter 1 verse 2. He said, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith works patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that gives to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it will be given him. Notice, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Now, there's some things James outlines here, and we're going to look at them. But he's talking about a time when a believer is under pressure. Temptations, in the Amplified Bible, it says uh, 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 different temptations, testings, and trials. All right? When you fall into diverse temptations. All right? Diverse temptations, pressure, challenges. And I'm needing wisdom. Amen. He states that if I ask God for what I need, he says that if we ask, that God will give us what we ask. But then notice something. He ties our asking to faith. Say this out loud. If you ask, ask in faith. Say it one more time. If you ask, ask in faith. Because he ties it to faith. The Revised Standard Version says, let him ask in faith with no doubting. The New English Bible says, but he must ask in faith without a doubt in his mind. The, the, uh, today's English Version says, but you must believe when you pray and not doubt at all. So notice something. I want you to see two things. Number one, James says that the thing that will stop our receiving is doubt. The second thing that we see is doubt is a choice. Because he tells me I have to ask in faith with no doubting. Faith is a choice. 
Doubt is a choice. You choose what you believe and you choose what you doubt. If you choose to doubt it, you choose to not receive it. If you choose to believe it, you choose to receive it. It's, it's, it's up to me. Amen. Amen. I was talking about finances over the offering. And when Pastor Michelle and I got married and we started getting a hold of the Word of God, I've told you how broke we were. We just chose to believe that God could bring us out. We just we chose to believe it. We didn't have any outward signs. The roaches in our house were just as big. The house was just as small. Amen. See, y'all think I'm playing. I, I used to set off those bug bombs before we'd go to church on Sunday morning. Am I, am I, am I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating a bit, am I? I? The kids would all run out, and I'd run through the house setting off bug bombs. Now, it wasn't necessarily us. It was, it, was, it was the place we were living, the place she was working. She was working for a slumlord, working in these horrible places, and she'd step around in roach eggs and bring them home. Didn't have a choice. Amen. People say, well, I want to come over and visit you. And you'd have to rush home and get the lights on so all the bugs would get out of the way. Amen. Hallelujah. I know some of you were there. But you know what we did? We chose to believe God can bring us out. If I see it in the Word, if I see it in the Word, it can change. If I see it in the Word and I believe what I see in the Word, it can change. Hallelujah. Amen. And I've told you the story. We decided, okay, we're coming out of this. We're turning off the TV. We're turning off anything but preaching on, 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 the, on finances. We're coming out of this. And, and, and uh, 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 she would take some of her money. I'd give some of my money. And, and we, we don't separate our money, but I'm saying we would come together. And, and we ordered the, the uh, video cassette series from the 1998 finance convention at World Changers Church with Dr. Creflo Dollar, Dr. Leroy Thompson, uh, Mark Bishop, and John Avanzini. Amen. I know where I was. I know what I was doing. I know where she was sitting. We had two old used recliners sitting in that living room. And she was sitting in that recliner. I was leaning up against the wall. And Dr. Leroy Thompson was preaching. Amen. Hallelujah. And he started preaching just like this. Some of y'all are worried about you being born on the wrong side of the track. Here's what you need to do. You need to move the dog on track. Man, I'm getting fired up. And then he said, you need to jump up right now and say, I'll never be broke another day in my life. Man, I jumped up in my pajamas or in my jamamas, as Lily says it. I jumped up and I said, I'll never be broke another day in my life. My wife jumped up and said, I'll never be broke another day in my life. And we started running around that little house. From that moment forward, my life changed because I chose to believe something. My God, I, I chose to believe something. I chose to take God at His word. 
I chose to believe and not doubt. I chose to have faith and not fear. I chose to believe I can come out of this. Woo, glory. Amen. And anybody can do that. Anybody can do that. All you got to do is make that choice. I'm not doing that no more. I'm coming out. Amen. Well, how long did it take? Who cares? Who cares how long it takes as long as you come out? Amen. The, 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 the problem with faith with a lot of people is it requires faith and patience. You're not just going to snap your fingers and everything turn around tomorrow. But here's what I know. By the verity and the truthfulness of God's Word is it will turn around. It will change. You are coming out. Right now tonight, you're coming out. Right now tonight, doors are opening. Right now tonight, things are changing. Right now tonight, things are shifting in the spirit realm. Why? Because you're in faith. You're believing God. You're not in doubt. You have your mind set on what God said and not on what everybody else said. You are coming out. You are coming out. Tell your neighbor, I'm coming out. I've already decided. I've already made the decision. Faith, And we're going to talk about this, but faith is a decision. And you make the decision, I'm coming out. I'm coming out and I'm not going back in the name of Jesus. Faith will bring me out and faith will keep me out. Faith will bless me and faith will keep me blessed. Faith will heal me and faith will keep me healed. Faith will bring me out of debt and faith will keep me out of debt. I'm coming out, I'm coming out, I'm coming out because I'm choosing to come out. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amen. Has to be no doubting. No doubting in order to receive. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Do I need to tell you I don't set off bug bombs no more? Amen. Because I, I choose to believe something. At some point, what you believe has to transcend your situation. At some point, what you have faith in has to be bigger than your circumstance. At some point, you got to believe that you have to believe more that God is able than you believe in your situation. But I don't have no money yet. I don't have this yet. I don't have this yet. You're going to have it. Now faith is the substance of the thing you're hoping for. It is the evidence of the thing that you are believing for. It will bring it to you. Hallelujah. Do, do you believe that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, but pastor, it's so big in me. I know you're about to get it. I know it's about to show up. I, I know you're about to bring it into the realm of, the, of reality. You're about to get it out of the spirit and bring it into the realm where everybody can see it. You're about to walk in it, live in it, drive it, wear it, have it. Amen. I'm telling you, your last down day was yesterday. It's all up from here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can my life change? Do you believe it will? Yes, then it will. 
Without a doubt, without a, without a doubt, no shadow of a doubt, it's going to change. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What you can be, it has to transcend it. Yeah, but if you knew where I was, where you are is not the issue. It's focusing on where you're going. Attaching your faith on what is going to happen. Putting your faith in line with what God said you can have. Faith is not only an act. Faith is acting on the Word. You have to act on the Word in faith. And when you act on the Word in faith, the Word which... (laughs) The Word which is the very creative force of God, begins to operate in your life. And it's just like God Himself goes to work on your circumstance, bringing life into dead situations, calling those things that be not as though they were, and bringing victory where there seems to be none. Amen. Amen. Oh, glory. Amen. Do you see that? No doubt. Everybody will hit that point where you say, my life changes now. My life changes right now. I'm not living one more day like this. I'm not living another month, another year like this. Amen. Yeah, but you don't know my income. Your income is not the the situation. It's what you believe that you can do with what the Word says. Am I helping anybody? Hallelujah. See, he said, the Woos Bible says, let him be presenting his request in a trusting attitude. Not in an expression that vacillates between faith and unbelief and inclines toward unbelief. In other words, this person is in a position between faith and unbelief and they're leaning towards unbelief. That's not you. Amen. Say out loud, I always lean towards faith. I always lean towards the Word. I always lean towards believing God. I told somebody one time, they said, I don't feel like I'm making any progress. I said, lean. Lean. It doesn't matter if you feel like your feet are moving or not. If you can't do anything but lean towards what God said. You put your head out there and you lean towards what God said. Because what God said is what's going to bring you out. What God said is what's going to make the difference. You put your confidence in what God said. Amen. I'm helping you. I'm helping me. This person that he's talking about is hesitating. He's vacillating between faith and unbelief. And James said he inclines towards unbelief. Faith doesn't hesitate. Faith sees it and faith goes for it. Faith sees it and faith attacks it. Don't hesitate. Amen. I said don't hesitate. Believe now. Let me, let me, let me say it again. Believe right now. Yeah, but I don't understand all that. But is it in the Word? Yes, then believe it. Period. Believe it. Well, pastor, you know, I know the Bible says God will supply all my need, but you don't know how many needs I have. Don't believe the amount of needs you have at the expense of what God said about it. Amen. Well, you know, I got so much going on here. Yeah, but God said. 
When you say, I've got so much going on here, you're leaning toward unbelief. Listen, is God who he says he is? Is he as big as he says he is? Can he do what he says he can do? Then don't insult him by telling him that his, your need is so great, you don't know how he's going to meet it. That's an insult to the word and to God. Lost my crowd. Amen. Think about that. If somebody came up to you and said, you're a liar, how would you feel about that? That would insult you. That would cut you to the quick. People say, well, I never call God a liar. The Bible says in Psalm 78 that every time they said, can God, could God, will God, that God considered that a, a, a mark against his integrity. Believe it now. Say out loud, I believe it now. Say it one more time. I believe it now. Amen. If, if, if you're taking healing in your body, you believe you have it now. If you, amen. If you're, if you're coming out financially, you have it now. You see the end result now. I see myself perfectly healed, perfectly whole, perfectly, perfectly complete, perfectly healthy. I may not feel it right now. I may not see it naturally, but I have taken it. I believe it. I have it. I'm leaning towards faith. I'm staying out of unbelief. I have it right now. Whoo! And yes, it's like this every Wednesday. This person's being tossed like a wave. As a matter of fact, when James says, don't let that man, in the Greek, it's a slam. In other words, he's saying, don't be like that guy. You've heard people say, nobody wants to be that guy. Nobody wants to be that guy. Driven by the wind, tossed to and fro. Why? He won't, listen to me, he won't make a decision. James says that this is the evidence of doubt. When you're constantly vacillating and leaning towards unbelief, he says that's the evidence of doubt. You've got to make a decision. You've got to decide what are you going to believe. What's going to happen? It's going to happen the way you believe it. It's going to happen the way you say it's going to happen. How do you know everything's going to work out for me? Because you believe it will. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. One time I was talking to my wife, and I said, I said, I told her a situation that was going on, and she said, well, it's all going to be okay. And I just looked at her, and she said, because we say it is. Thank God for good wives. People say, how do you, how do you know my life's going to turn around? Because you believe it. You do, right? Yes, sir. There you go. Amen. Yeah, but this is against me and there. And, and what does that matter? It matters what you believe. Amen. Yeah. Amen. There were people when we were living in that little house, they'd come by and pat us, pat us on the back. Oh, we're so grateful for you. They might give us a little money, you know, and just kind of treat us like we were second-class citizens. Oh, they're, they're, they're a young couple. They're just living for the Lord. And, oh, he's such a good little preacher. He's just a good little preacher, right? And, and just, you know, saw where we were living. 
You know, I look around for those people today. They're nowhere around. You, you want to call them sometimes. Say, come over here and see what my faith did. See what believing God did for my life. Amen. I'm telling you. When I say your best days are ahead of you, your best days are ahead of you. Amen. This man, notice it says, he should not even expect to receive anything from the Lord. Not just what he asked for, anything. What you believe about one thing will color the way you believe about everything. Amen. Well, you know, I, I've had people say, well, I believe that God's a healer, but, you know, I don't think he's that worried about finances. That will eventually color what you believe about God being your healer. Because, because doubt is not sedentary. Doubt creeps. Doubt moves. And while you're sleeping, doubt's working. But also while you're sleeping, faith's working. So you go to bed saying what you believe. Not what you doubt. You go to sleep telling God what you believe He's doing in your life. Amen. Not talking to God about your issues. Father, I thank you. I receive your plan for my life. I receive your plan for my life by faith. I receive your plan for my life, nothing wavering. I receive your plan for my life, sight unseen. I thank you, Father, that all of our needs are met. I thank you we're well in health. We're well in our bodies. I thank you our family's saved. My marriage is strong. Lord, I thank you the joy of the Lord is my strength. I thank you I'm going to get up in the morning in my right mind with all the mobility of my limbs. I thank you, Lord, for being my provider and my Savior in Jesus' name. Good night. Hallelujah. No wavering. Amen. The worst Bible says he's an undecided man. We decide what has our attention. We can never afford to be undecided. And here's why. The enemy makes his greatest advances in an atmosphere of indecision. The enemy makes his greatest advances in an attitude and an atmosphere of indecision. Yeah, but I just feel like the world's falling in around me and I feel so much pressure. You're choosing to feel that. Not making light of anybody's situation, but you're choosing to feel that. I'm making a decision to go down that road. I can make a decision that the joy of the Lord is my strength. I can make a decision that I have the victory. Does the scripture say this? Now thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph. Is that what it says? So what is God going to do? Cause you to cause you to cause you to do you believe that? then your triumph is just a, 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 a moment away. Amen? You got to make a decision. 
I said, you got to make a decision. Remember in the Old Testament when Elijah challenged the 450 prophets of Baal and the 450 prophets of Baal had cut themselves and cried out all day long and, and tore down the altar and offered sacrifices and Elijah got up and repaired the altar, had all the water pouring around it and then he stood in front of that altar and he said, okay, listen, how long halt ye between two opinions? If God's God, serve him. If Baal's God, serve him. Make a decision. The God that answers by fire, let him be God. But notice where it started. You got to make a decision. Amen. There are no neutral believers. The devil wants you neutral. Amen. I said the devil wants you neutral. After, after World War I, our president and our government got us into the League of Nations and the United States took a neutral stance because we'd been through so much in World War I, spent so much money, cost so many lives. You know, World War I was considered the war to end our wars. It's small in comparison to those that followed. Amen. And, and went on down the line with every president. FDR was elected and we stayed neutral. I mean, England was about to fall. Germany was destroying them and we wouldn't get involved. We had a policy. We don't help the aggressor and we don't give arms and we don't give military funding to the, to, to the, the, the allies. But remember that day that will live in infamy when Japan attacked Pearl Harbor and the very next day, FDR went before the Congress and the Senate and got 100% approval to declare war and brought us into the Second World War. The Japanese Prime Minister made this statement. I am afraid that we have awakened a sleeping giant. <sighs> the devil wants you neutral because he knows if he wakes you up, your, his days of dominion are over in your life. He has no answer for your faith. The person that will stand in faith is a master over the devil and every demon in hell. You are Satan's master because you have the faith of God in your life. Glory be to God. And he always overplays his hand. I want to provoke you to a decision tonight. I want to provoke you to step out and say, God, I'm going to do something that I don't know if I can do it in myself, but I know that you said I can do all things through you that strengthens me. I'm provoking you to say this year, 2020, I'm believing bigger, I'm acting bigger, I'm receiving bigger than I ever have before in my life. Glory be to God. Look at Hebrews 11. Oh, I don't know if I'm helping you, but I preach myself happy. Amen. 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 Glory be to God. And, and, and we've taught on this, I, I don't know how many hundreds of times over the years. But notice the very first part of that. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Amen. The, 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 the Greek word for faith there, I've taught on this. It's, it's actually, actually in, in the book, Every Day is a Faith Day. 
The faith there means the conviction of the truth of anything. Or simply this, being convinced that something's true. Being convinced that something is true. Faith is convinced. Faith is not wavering. Faith is not undecided. You'll never talk to a person in faith and they'll say, I don't know. Faith knows. Isn't that one of the most frustrating things you run into? Hey, where do you want to go to dinner tonight? I don't know. Well, are you hungry? Well, yeah, I'm hungry. Well, where do you want to go? I don't know. Well, stay home then. You don't know. And, and then you give options. Well, we can go to the Mexican place. We can go, you know, we can go to these two or three different places. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to make a decision. You're not very hungry then. A hungry man will make a decision. Right? I said a hungry man will make hungry man will make a decision. I'm hungry. Where do you want to go? Mexican food. Let's go right now. I want to go right now. I have a burrito with my name on it. Hallelujah. Being convinced. We have to ask from the very beginning in faith. Nothing wavering. Unbelief. Is not an option. Undecided in nothing. Say out loud. I am not undecided. In anything. Paul said it this way. I know in whom I have believed. I know. And I know that he will do this for me. I know it. Amen. Amen. Job said even though my body will turn to dust, even though my bones will go to the grave, I know my Redeemer lives and I know that I will see Him in the latter day. Job got a lot of things wrong, but there were things he knew. I know my Redeemer lives. I know He's going to bring me out. Faith is not undecided. I know this. When we're in faith, there's absolutely no hesitation, no vacillation between two opinions. I know what I've believed. For the believer, there are not two options. There's one option, the Word. The Word. This is the option. I've talked to believers before. They say, well, I'm weighing my options. What do you mean? Weighing your options. Well, what you're saying is, I'm trying to decide if I want to believe that or not. Amen. Faith is being positive. Faith is being convinced. Hallelujah. When a person says, I have faith, I'm coming out, they mean I'm convinced. I'm convinced. I've told you this story, but I'll tell you again. You know, the next day after I made that decision and I jumped up and was running around the house and said I'll never be broke another day in my life, I got up out of bed the next morning just as broken the natural as I was when I went to bed the night before. But something had changed on the inside of me. I was now positive. Amen. You know, we hear a lot about testing positive nowadays. Well, I have tested positive for faith. Amen. I went to Dr. Jesus and had a test. And I was tested positive for faith. And I'm not undecided about that. Amen. But you know, I went to bed that night more sure. The next night I went more sure. I got up the next morning and I was just as broke. 
But then something started changing. Amen. I said something started changing. Do you know everything that happened to me was there, it was ready, it was prepared by God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. He has created paths that we should walk in. Living the good life is what it says in the Amplified Bible. Those paths, those plans were already there. It takes faith to get into it. It takes you making a decision to walk into it. I didn't just start getting raises magically. Those raises were already there. I had to engage my faith to access them. I had to quit going to work with this mindset of a broke man. Amen. It can be something as simple as this. I rode the bus. I rode the metro, which was much nicer than the car we had. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'd, 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 I'd walk over a mile to the bus station because she had to take the kids to school in, in that old station wagon that somebody blessed us with. Amen. It, it, was, it was a Pontiac station wagon with an Oldsmobile engine. None of the windows worked. They had all been duct taped up. There was a hole in the back floorboard, and right under the hole in the back floorboard was a hole in the muffler. You would pull up to church, and the kids would be like this, and people would say, oh, they're so cute. I'm like, no, they're dying. Get them out of that car. Not cute, they're not sleeping, they passed out. Now that might be a slight exaggeration, but that's where we were. That's where we were. We had to make a decision all the time. Are we going to church or are we going to stay home? And it wasn't because we didn't want to go to church. We didn't have money to put gas in the car to go to church and go to work. Now we always chose to go to church. But here's my point. So riding the metro is good for me. It is better than my car. But I used to get on the metro with this mindset. I'm so broke, I got to ride the metro. I'm so broke, I can barely afford a bus pass. A one-month bus pass at that time was $10, and I didn't have the money for it. If I got a bus pass, I had to buy it right after I got paid because the money was gone. Amen. But... Something changed that night. And it's something this simple. I don't have to ride the metro. I get to. Well, it's a blessing. Oh, it's a blessing. Look, when it snows, I don't have to drive in the snow. And man, I can witness to people. Amen. I saw this the other day. You know, I hear people complaining about air travel. And you got to wear this. And you got to wear a face covering. And it's so hard. Well, I mean, okay, it's however you look at it. I, I, I've been flying quite a bit lately. And, and it's... Not that big of a deal. Air travel really hadn't stopped that much. But the point is, is I got on there uh, Friday. I went Friday, right? I got on there Friday, and I'm sitting there, and, and I'm just, you know, by the window, and I'm hanging out. And this guy, this guy comes weaving down the aisle, and he sits down beside me. And he looks at me, and with this exact expression and, 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 and diction, he goes, Harry, you're the lucky guy that gets to sit by a drunk. And here's what I thought. No, you're the lucky guy that gets to sit by a believer. Amen. Amen. Man, and, and come to find out this guy is going to Florida. He has no money. His wife has called an addiction recovery center. 
He's headed there to, to, to sign himself into addiction. And he's sitting there. He's, he's addicted to opiates. He's addicted to alcohol. He's withdrawing. He's shaking. He's sweating. He's in pain. Amen. But sitting right there on that cramped aircraft with a face covering on, I got to share Jesus with him. I got to share the power of the Word of God with him. I looked around in that plane and the lady across the aisle, she, said, she leans over and is talking to him and she'd been writing the whole time. The whole time. She had written out all these scriptures. Man, she, she reached across the aisle and prayed for him and I'm praying for him and the Holy Ghost showed up and a different man walked off that plane than got on there. It's, it's, it's how, what you believe about it. Glory to God. Do you hear me? My mindset changed. I'm not a broke man riding the bus. I'm a blessed man riding the bus. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. And you know it wasn't long after that? We got a newer minivan. Not new, newer. It was old, but it was newer. You know, you know you're driving something old when something old's newer. But man, we might as well have been driving a Mercedes. Hallelujah. I mean, we had power windows. Wow. We had room for all the kids. I drove that thing into the ground. But God, God, God blessed us. God gave us another little car. Gave, blessed us with another little car. And then a newer minivan. And then, but listen, here's the thing. What changed was me. I quit vacillating. I quit being hesitant. I quit not making decisions. Are you following me? Look at Hebrews 11, 11. Can I take a minute and go ahead and finish this? It says, through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because, it's going to tell you why, she judged him faithful who had promised. The Philip says, she did this because she believed the one, listen to this, who had given the promise was utterly trustworthy. Amen. By faith, and when it says she received strength to conceive, when you look that in the Greek, it means she did not have the strength in her natural body to receive the deposit of seed. She was barren. Her body could not assimilate seed and produce. It was impossible. Sarah was barren at 18, 28, 38, 48, 58. She had always been barren. Something changed. I'm going to show you in just a moment when it changed or how it changed. So what happened was she believed that what God had said was utterly trustworthy. And she took that word and it changed her body. When you just simply say, I believe that what God said about this is utterly trustworthy, then the word that you believe is utterly trustworthy begins to change that circumstance. Whether it's your body, your finances, your family, 
the building blocks of every single thing in the universe is right here. Amen. Yeah, but that's unchangeable. Nothing is unchangeable to a person with the Word of God. That is, the, I'll say this as nice as I can. That is an incorrect statement. Uh, but I'll have people come to me, oh, this is impossible. Nothing is impossible to a man with the Word. Because all I got to do is fill my mouth with the Word and go change it. I had a brother in the church one time come say, Pastor, I don't know, how do I change this? I said, fill your mouth with the word and go change it. Just go change it. Make a decision to go change it. Amen. Just decide right now. Decide tomorrow is going to be better than today. Decide next week is going to be better than this week. Just make a decision. Just choose. That's the way it's going to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at Genesis 21. And one, Genesis 21 and one. I want you to see this because this is so important. Am I helping you tonight? Genesis 21 and one. Because this talks about Sarah receiving. Notice, and the Lord visited Sarah. Notice these phrases. As he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah, notice, as he had spoken. As he said, and as he spoke. Now why is that important? Those are key words. Faith comes by hearing. Abraham and Sarah did not have a Bible. They didn't have a story to look back on like we do. To build their faith. They had what God said. Now there are people that say, well, that's enough. you got to believe that. This is not a book. This is what God said. This is what God has spoken. This will do the same thing for you that God's verbally heard words did for Sarah. Sarah heard him say it and laughed. But somewhere she corrected that and got over in faith. And notice, he visited her as he said. Can I tell you that God's going to visit you just like he said? Can I tell you that it's going to be done unto you like God spoke to you? It's going to be that way. Lord, I'll say that. There are those under the sound of my voice that you've been told that there are more chapters to be written in your life. That's what he said. That's what he'll do. So don't write the epilogue yet because the chapters aren't done. You got an expanded version to write. Mm. Do, do you see that? Can, can, can you bear with me just another minute? Look at Hebrews eleven thirty two. 32. I'm almost done. I just, I don't want to leave you right here. As he had said and as he had spoken. Hebrews eleven thirty two. 
And what shall I more say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith, notice this, I just want to use this one verse, this one sentence, subdued kingdoms. Subdued kingdoms by faith. They brought kingdoms into submission through faith. There are things in our lives that have to be subdued. And it's going to be done through faith. There are people in here believing to be debt free. Those debts have to be subdued by faith. Amen. Anything you do by faith will be rewarded. Anything you do by faith will be rewarded. Why? We, 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 we see that in Hebrews chapter 11. Everything they did by faith had a reward with it. By faith, subdue what you need. Don't, don't, don't wait on it to give up. Go subdue it. Amen. One time my little nephew was probably four years of age. And uh, uh, he was traveling with my mom and dad. And uh, uh, he was kind of getting smart alecky. You know, he'd been away from mom and dad for a while. And my mother looked at him and she said, Matthew, she said, when you get home, if you're still talking like that, your daddy's going to get you. He said, I'll take right a hold of my daddy. Amen. Amen. That's what you got to think. You go home tonight and the problem shows up. Take right a hold of that problem. You're not running things anymore. I'm subduing you by faith. You got to talk like that. You got to act like that. Amen. The impossibility of the situation can only be overcome by faith. How are you going to do it? I can do it by faith. How do you know it's going to happen? I have faith. I can do everything God asked me to do because I'm doing it by faith. Never say, I don't understand how I can. You can by faith. That's how you can. Don't ever say, I don't understand how I can. I don't understand how I can come out of debt. I don't understand how this can change. Uh, by faith. By faith. By faith. Subdue it by faith. I don't understand how my mind can change. By faith. I don't understand how my finances can change. By faith. I don't understand how my marriage can get better. By faith. By faith. By faith. What do you believe? By faith. It's what you believe. Yeah, but the doctor said, and you have a choice to believe what the doctor said. I'm not telling you to disallow it, but I'm saying you got a choice whether you believe it. Hearing something and understanding that it is a fact is different than hearing something and believing that it's truth. What is the truth? You're healed. Yeah, but this is what this says. That's a fact, but it's not the truth. And faith operates in the sphere of truth and not in the sphere of facts. I can take my faith and change the facts. Hallelujah. Do you see that? Yeah, but they, they said, I'll never be free from this. Well, what they said pales in comparison to what he said. What did he say? I don't know what, and, and I'm, I'm trying to shut up, but I don't know, I don't know what people said to Abraham and Sarah. I, I, I've worked hard over the years not to put things in the Bible that are just my opinion. I don't know what they said. I, I, can, I can assume, I can ascertain by what people would say nowadays 
that they whispered and, and well, you know, they've never been able to have children and, you know, I just feel so bad for them. And, and it, right? Maybe they did say all those things. But whatever they were saying, the two of them knew we've been doing what it takes to make a baby for years and it doesn't work. Sarah knew she was the problem. That's why she said, go to Hagar. Your faith doesn't need you to make a substitution so it can be easier on it. Faith doesn't need you to make it easier. Faith just needs you to stay in the game. And at some point, she decided, Abe, we're not doing that again. I'm going to have this child. Can I tell you your days of looking at other things and other lives and wishing and desiring that your life was that way is over? It's coming to you. Never say, I don't understand how I can. You can by faith. You can by faith. Everything you need costs what it's always cost. It costs faith. It's all it costs. Yeah, but they're asking a million dollars for that. Well, it only costs faith. No, it costs a million dollars. No, it doesn't. It costs faith. There's nothing that God wants to bring to you that He's asking you to provide. He's asking you to believe in. So the Lord says that you can have a house with your own yard and your own garage and your own stuff if you just believe it. Because houses and lands are part of your inheritance, the Lord says. Houses belong to you. And you don't even have to have a reason to have one. Because the mindset sometimes can be, well, I don't have kids that are little anymore. And I don't have a lot of people coming over. After all, it's just me. Well, why you just need one room just because it's you? Why can't you have four or five rooms with just you? Houses. If any man leaves these things for my sake and the gospels, he'll receive in this lifetime a hundredfold return. How's this? You got something? No? Hallelujah. Do you see that? And that goes for anybody. The more we stay in faith about it, and the more we pursue it by faith, the easier it starts to look. I said, the more we stay in faith about it, and the more we pursue it by faith, the easier it starts to look. You're going to find that your giant isn't nearly as big as he looks. Amen. Everybody else was looking at, at, at a big, challenging giant, and David was looking at a guy that was about to die. Everybody else's question was, where do we hide? You know what David asked? What do you get if you kill him? That's what he asked. Everybody else was hiding and David said, what's a guy get that kills him? In other words, I want to make sure he's worth my time. 
The Bible says he did that by faith. Hmm. Faith will make what seems impossible a reality. And not only a reality, but simple and easy. Let me, let me say this in closing. Faith comes by hearing. This is so important that you understand this. And the faith that comes by hearing is productive, productive by considering him faithful. Faith comes by hearing. And the faith that comes by hearing is productive by considering God faithful. Amen. That's why I love that song so much we sing. I love you, Lord, because your mercy never fails me. All of my days, I've been held in your hand from the moment that I wake up till I lay my head. Amen. I will sing of the goodness of God. All my life, you have been faithful. Hallelujah. All my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And right now, His mercy is waiting on you at home. Going to get in you in the car with you. Going to follow you home. Hallelujah. I declare that what you've been dealing with is done. It's done. It's done. How can you say that? By faith. By faith. Amen. You see how important it is what has your attention? When the word got Sarah's attention, she had a baby. You know, and as I'm, tr- I'm trying to get us out of here, if you're here tonight and you have weakness in your body, I don't know where it's at, weakness in your body, I don't need to lay hands on you, I can speak the word. Weakness in any area, weakness in your body. If that's you in any area, just stand up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I like hearing from the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you believe this? Hallelujah. Right now, right now there is strength that has entered into this room. How, How do I know that? Because there's times Jesus would enter into a room and when he would enter into a room, peace would come in the room. Strength is entering into this room right now. Right now, it's entering into this room. Father, in the name of Jesus, I command that strength that just came into this room, that just walked into this room in the spirit realm, I command it right now. Go into these people. Strengthen their bodies. Strengthen their spirits. Strengthen their minds. Strengthen their muscles. Strengthen their arms. Strengthen their legs. Strengthen their backs. You will not be weak another day in your life. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Your grip's going to improve. 
your stability is going to improve. Yeah, Lord, I'll say it just that way. Your eyesight is going to get better starting now. Right now. Right now. And there's been those you've went to sleep at night, and it seems like there's, there's like an a, a, a entity that's sitting on your nightstand. And at night, sometimes you can wake up and you can almost hear the thing laughing at you because you've been standing in faith and the enemy's been telling you it's not going to happen. And you can, I'm telling you why, he's gone right now. He's gone right now and he's never coming back. Never coming back. You got things to do. I got things to do. And we're going to do them by faith. Hallelujah. Well, stand up, everyone. I trust you received tonight. I did. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Folks, listen, here's the thing. If if you need $1,000 and you don't have $1,000, it's no different than somebody needing a million and not having a million. The amount's not the issue. If you need it, you need it. If you don't have it, you don't have it. You have nothing to lose by stepping out there and acting in faith. Not one thing. Mm. Praise the Lord. God's good.